It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 10. On today's episode, we're telling hostile horror stories like dirty bedbugs, Christine's best sleep talking stories, and risky sexual encounters in a dorm room. Grab your backpacks and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy there! Episode 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10. We did it! Double digits, baby! Double digits, baby! This is the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. We are Jules and Christine from the professional travel blog, Don't Forget to Move. And we're here sharing all the craziest, weirdest, and wackiest travel stories from around the world where shit goes wrong. That's exactly right. And we've hit double figures. We did it. I'm so proud of us. Thank you so much to all our voyagers for joining us. Thank you, guys. It really means a lot that you are listening and supporting us. And we love you. We do love you. And so we wanted to take the start of this podcast episode, this very special commemorative, well, at least it is for us. Yes. uh, 10th episode to say thank you very much for joining us, for being the voyagers on the passengers on this voyage, I should say. And a special shout out to some of our first class voyagers that are out there who are listening every week and also who are submitting stories like Chris, Rachel, Kayleen, and more people that are coming up. Because we're just going to keep telling some crazy stories. Yeah, thank you for submitting. We put a call out for some hostile stories. So thank you for those who've submitted. We're going to tell some of those today and some of those in our hostile part two next week. Okay, now this is not Hostel, the creepy-ass movie where people go and get... This is not a review of the movie Hostel. We are doing a Hostel-themed episode off the back of last week's story, where we talked about Kayleen's first hostel horror, horror for a stay in Germany. And it got us thinking about some of our craziest stories in hostels. It also got us asking some of our friends, our fellow travel blogging colleagues, and just our, our audience, tell us your crazy-ass hostel stories. Yes. I actually looked up if the movie Hostel was based on a real story. So did I. Yeah, because I was like, that would be a crazy-ass story to tell, even though I've never seen the movie. Uh, but I kind of get the drift. It's like torture and some shit like that. Yep. But luckily, it is not based on a true story. Thank God. But Phew. I wouldn't be surprised if things like that happen around the world. Oh, God. Let's not think about that. That's going to be terrifying. Hopefully, our goal is after this episode that you're not scared of staying in a hostel. Yeah, hopefully because hostels you are amazing. stay in a hostel. But before hostels we, are the bomb. Before we kick off our very special hostel part one, our hostel horrors, I thought that it would be good, Christine, if maybe you gave our audience, our voyagers, maybe a little bit of a description as to what a hostel is. Because some of you hardcore travelers out there that have been roughing it in hostels for years, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But some of you, some of our more bougie travelers, might not even know what a hostel is, or you might have a different conception of what it is. And also hostels have changed a lot over the years. So So true. So Christine, take it away. So hostels are basically a type of accommodation that you stay at when you're traveling. It is like a crappy version of a hotel, usually. Um, So traditionally, a hostel is a place with a bunch of rooms, and the staff will stuff as many bunk beds as humanly possible in a room, and you share that room with 10-plus random strangers. And a bathroom. And a bathroom from all over the world. Uh, sometimes there's female-only dorms. Most of them are mixed. So it's just a grab bag of who you're going to get in there. It, there's some crazy-ass people who stay in hostels. And then there's some awesome people. Hostels are really fun if you're traveling by yourself or with friends and you want to meet other people. They tend to turn into a big party and you travel together with the people you meet at a hostel. So if you are planning on backpacking and want to meet people along the way, hostels are the perfect place to uh, stay at. So highly recommend hostels, especially if you're on the younger side. And just like hotels range in one star to five star, so do your hostels, where it might not be as detailed and easy to find, but there are some shitty hostels out there. And in probably the last five or so years, Christine, you'd probably agree, the boutique hostel, the kind of glamping, flashbacking type hostel has definitely made a little bit of a resurgence that's bridging the gap between hostels and hotels. Because some of those places are, man, they're fancy. Yeah, and there's private rooms. I mean, they're basically like hotels, but they just also have dorms. 
But a traditional hostel in its sense, the sort of hostels that we were staying when we were in when we were traveling South America 10 years ago, is it was usually budgets type stuff. We're talking five to ten dollars a night and you'd be slapped into a room. I think the biggest dorm I've ever stayed in was a 20 bed dorm. Oh my God, so that's crazy. So there's 10 bunk beds. You're sharing them with strangers. People are coming and going at all hours of the night, arriving, departing, partying, all the things that, uh, all those consequential things that come with late night partying and mixing males and females traveling on the road, as you can imagine. Mixing alcohol. Mixing people out there trying to experience the world. Yes, mixing everything. Mixing everything. It's getting mixed up. Things are getting mixed up. And we're going to talk about some of those mixed up things today as we jump into our hostel episode. Because it got us thinking. Yeah. It got us thinking about some of our experiences. I mean, we have a lot of crazy ones. You won't hear them all today. But we have some fun experiences in hostels over the years, especially when we're traveling in uh, Latin America. Yeah, we haven't told a lot of our stories, our personal travel stories on the podcast yet. So if you've been waiting for those, this is the episode for you. Do not turn this off. Not that you're going to, but get excited because we share a lot of our personal stories on this episode. And we're also going to share a story from a fellow travel blogger and friend, Hannah Logan, uh, about one of her- Sup, Hannah. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, About one of her crazy stories that happened in Vietnam. We're going to tell that story a little bit later on. But to kick it off, I thought that I would jump straight into one of our hostel experiences that happened happened back in 2013 when we were just little bebes. Wow, that feels like so long ago now. It does and it doesn't. Yeah, it does and it doesn't. This was, so 2013 was another great year. It was the year after I met Christine, which was 2012, when we were in Peru. We spent most of that year doing South America. In 2013, we traveled back to Latin America, started in Mexico, and then traveled down to Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and did a lot more of, uh, and Belize and that, did a lot more of the Central America region. So this comes from 2013, when we were staying at a little hostel on Ometepe Island, Nicaragua. I'm sure you'll remember this, Christine. It was a small hostel called El Zopoloto. Zopoloto. I never know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a little small organic farm type hostel, kind of rustic. I was going to, as I was writing the description, I was like, it's not dirty. It's not, it's just more it rustic. It's a little bit dirty. But- it's a little rustic, a bit of a hippie kind of commune type hostel thing. Yeah. So we were on this island. Ometepe Island is an island inside a, a lake that has a couple of volcanoes. We were there to hike some volcanoes enjoy the natural mineral springs, and after a hard day of hiking and soaking in the water, we retired to the small mixed bed dorm in a little jungle hostel. So it was definitely rustic, made of wood, kind of like a thatched roof. I actually didn't go on that hike. I opted out of that one. They said it was really hard, and I was like, "Mm, I'm good. I'm just going to sit here and read in the hammock all day. I made it all the way to the volcanic lake in the middle at the top. Congratulations. (laughs) So we get back. Well, I get back anyway. We did go for a soak together in the mineral spins. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. never, I'll never, I'll always have a soak. You'll always have a soak. And we showered, had some nice pizza. I think they did a wood fire pizza there. Oh, yeah. It was delicious. It was delicious. And we decided to retire for the night. So we went to the room. And I remember the room being a very weird combination. It was up these stairs, it kind of raised off the floor. There was a couple of bunk beds and then there was a double bed. It was mm-hmm. just sort of in the middle of the room. Yes. And that's what we stayed in. It was very, very odd. And there was also, there was a steel cage underneath the bed. Do you remember that? Yeah. So they had jungle critters. Critters. That's like a nice way of saying rats. Yeah. Jungle rats. They were jungle rats. They were jungle rats. They were rats. They were rats. But they were on a little island, so they're kind of like clean. Mm Mm-hmm. Cleaner than city rats, at least. Mm-hmm. So there was a cage that you were supposed to put any food or anything like that that you had and lock it in so the rats couldn't get in. So we're... We're retiring uh, to bed that night, and we see some of said critters run across the, the top wooden bo- beams just to remind us that they're out there waiting for us to fall asleep. Watching us <laughs> Watching with their us. red beady eyes through the dark. And then just as we're about to hit the, he- hit the hay, we look up, and on one of the wooden beams above us, there's a tarantula about as big as a- our fist that was just sitting on a beam about six feet above, just perched upside down on top of our heads. Yes. That's correct. And it did not move. It did not move. And we were, it it was directly above us, you guys. Like literally we looked up and it was like, if it had fallen down, it would have fallen down right exactly on us. 
So that was that was a, a fun way to go to sleep. It was a great night's sleep. I just felt really well rested. Really well rested. And the best part about that sleep was that when we woke up in the morning and looked up to make sure that the tarantula was uh, not there, it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where it went. It, it was gone. It was Hopefully gone. It was not in our bed. But we traded views from looking up and seeing one hairy creature to trading views to the left and seeing another hairy creature where about five feet away from us, there was a guy sleeping absolutely buck naked with a hairy ass pointed right in our face. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's a great thing to wake up to. That's a great way to wake up. It's, it's really just to fun. be like, oh, rise and shine. <laughs> rise and shine. And then just turn and just see a hairy ass pointed right in our face. Oh, lovely. Lovely stuff. Why do people sleep naked and bed and shared hostel dorm rooms maybe they're voyeurs put your no, pants on dude just put some pants on put some yo. pants on man Ugh. uh and then we also woke up and realized that we'd left one of christine's bags her backpack had some oats in it and one of those jungle critters had chewed three layers through the bag to get to a pack of oats yep and destroyed it yeah so uh yeah if they give you a cage to put your your stuff in do put it. it in the cage. <laughs> For God's sake, put it in the cage. But that was just, uh, you know, we've got a couple of hostel stories. We're going to recall a few other ones, but that was one of the funny ones that came to mind, mostly because we last week we talked about uh, a nude hostel guest. And I think that's probably the only nude hostel experience we've had. We've had people having sex in the dorms before. Yeah. We've had a lot of things, but that was our first nude hostel experience. Yeah, hopefully first and only. Yeah, apart from maybe myself one time if I ever came home nude. Probably. Probably. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, you got a hostel story, Christine? I do. Well, fun fact, Ometepe was actually where I had my motorbike accident. Oh. But that can be a story for another day because that's not hostel related. But it also is not when something went right on the road. Yeah, something went very wrong literally on the road, and I still have the scars from that fun story. You're going to leave the listeners, the voyagers, in suspense here. Yeah, that's my cliffhanger for when we do dun, a transportation dun, dun. crash story. Oh, that'll have that'll be like a 10-part series. Yeah, that'll be a big series. Okay, so my first story I'm going to tell is a little shorty. So this was actually back in 2011 when I was backpacking solo through Central America. Wait, you didn't travel without me. There was never a time that that existed where you were not with me. It is a distant, distant memory, Uh, but it happened. I traveled by myself through Central America pre-Jules. We had not met yet. And I was in San San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua. If you've ever been there, it's a beach town. It's very party-centric, but it's really cool. Nicaragua was awesome. And I stayed at a hostel that wasn't very full. It was pretty empty. And I was sleeping on the bottom bunk, so the bottom bed of the bunk bed. And I had a dream. Do you prefer the top or bottom? I prefer the bottom because I – maybe I should preface this with I am a sleepwalker slash sleep talker even into my adulthood. Which I'm actually going to talk about today. I'm pretty sure there's only 4% of us that are adult sleepwalkers. It's are a you, very If you're an rare. adult sleepwalker and talker, let us know. Please contact me. I don't know anybody who does it, at least anybody who does it on a regular basis. Adult sleepwalkers unite. Please contact me. I'd love to start a group. A support uh, group. A support group. We can chat about it. I'd great. like to banish you all to your own room, and you can all disturb each other all night and stop disturbing me every night. Maybe we can have a sleepwalkers hostel, and I can make a hostel just full of sleepwalkers. It's just all the corners of things have been rounded. There's no, like, everything's very safe, padded things. Yeah, everything's padded. Every, there's no such thing as a, as a bunk bed. It's all single-level beds. Exactly. So actually, I did another time, I can't remember where this was, but I did have to sleep on the top bunk, and I woke up to landing on the floor, because in my sleep, I jumped off the top bunk and woke up to crashing down on the floor, and I was like, what the actual fuck? It was crazy. (laughs) So to make a long story short, I prefer the bottom bunk. You understand. Yes. So in my dream, I but this can be, the bottom bunk can also be problematic because I was sleeping on the bottom and I had a dream that I was trapped under a car. So what do you do when you're trapped under a car? You push 
the car up. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you do in real life, but that's what I did in that's my dream. That's what you would attempt to do, especially if you were Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, exactly. How many Dwayne The Rock Johnsons would it take to get yourself out of a car? Oh, it depends on what sort of car it is. That's true. It, it's like If it's like a SUV, that would be a lot of Dwayne The Probably Rock Johnsons. Probably three to four. If it was like a small Beetle, like a VW Beetle, I reckon one Dwayne The Rock Johnson could do it. What about a smart car? That'd be like half a... a yeah, that'd be, him, that'd be him just be on leg day. Yeah, that's just like him like one toe. Yeah. He's like, boop. Anyway, I am not The Rock, but I am still pretty strong. You're like the you're like Christine the Pebble Williams. I'm Christine the Pebble Williams. I'm small but mighty. <laughs> I drift in the sea. I don't know what that means. Anyway, let me get back to my story. I'm in the bottom bunk. I'm having this dream. So I'm pushing up and I actually push the slats of the bunk oh. on top of me and I'm pushing it all the way up. I guess with my legs and arms, I'm not sure. But somehow I'd popped the slats out of their positioning and they partially fell down on me. So one side of the, one end of the bunk slats fell down onto my bed and the other one was just hanging there and I was underneath. Dang. So so your dream became a reality. Yes, it was terrifying. And that, I woke up to that thing crashing on me. <laughs> so thank God nobody was sleeping in the bunk on top of me because oh. I don't know what would have happened then. They would have I'd, come down with you. I'd probably be dead and they would be dead and everybody would be dead. Yeah, that's a bit dramatic. But <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. We don't we'll know. never know. But thank I mean, God that You can't rule happen. it out. We can't rule it out. It might have happened. So I woke up to these slats on top of me and the hostel owner runs in because he hears the crash and he looks at me and he just starts laughing. <laughs> And yeah, and I was just like, oh, I had, I was sleepwalking and sleep. I did this in my sleep and he was just thought it was hilarious. You would have, that would have been quite the sight to see you just with a whole bunch of slats on you. Half the mattress from the top is yeah. hanging down on you and you're like, huh, what? Yeah. And I woke up to that. It was so crazy and uh, very annoying actually. Hmm. I thought you were going to tell us one of your sleep talking stories. That's my next story. Oh, that's your next story. Yes. Okay. Well, can I tell you one of what, which one do you want to tell first? You can go. I've got the sleepwalking, uh, sleep talking story when we were, this was probably back in 2014 mm-hmm. when we were taking a road trip up the Great Ocean Road. Shout out to the Great Ocean Road. This is where my. To the whole road? To the whole road. Shout out to the road. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a very t- famous tourist route and it starts about an hour or so outside of Melbourne, west. Melbourne being the coolest city in the world, obviously. Um, and the Great Ocean Road is pretty, I mean, it's pretty descriptive as what it is. It's a road. Uh, it it's follows great. the ocean and it's pretty great. It's pretty great, actually. And I've it goes there. all along coastal towns. It cuts inland a little bit. But we were taking a trip down there and we were finishing up one of our days exploring at Port Ferry, which is a cute little place. Cute little town. And we stayed, we decided to stay in a dorm and it was a mixed bed dorm with bunk beds. And both Kristen and I had got two top beds but on different bunks and everything was fine we went to bed and then I sort of woke up to hearing Christine having a conversation which is very common for Christine to do is to sleep talk yep more common than sleepwalking but she's having a conversation and I can vaguely kind of hear what's going on and she's talking to the guy that's sleeping on the bottom bunk behind her saying where's Jules where's where's my boyfriend <laughs> and this guy so you could have imagined the scenario Everybody's, it's probably three in the morning. Everybody's dead asleep. This guy gets woken up. So he's also asleep and kind of like out of it thinking <laughs> oh, like, God. who the fuck's this person? And what are they saying? And Christine's like interrogating him going, where's my boyfriend? Where's Jules? And the guy's uh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. And we had not spoken to this guy before. He had no idea who we were. No, I had no idea. No idea. He did not know who Jules was. He didn't know who I was. So he would have been so confused. He's like, where's my boyfriend? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then eventually it was like, I think he was like, I think he's on the other bed. And then by that stage, I'd sort of woken up and I was like, Christine, I'm here. And you were like, oh, oh and just went God. back to sleep. Uh, I just feel so bad for the people that I have annoyed with my sleep talking. You should be banned. You should be on some kind of hostile register list where you're banned from sleeping in a mixed dorm. Good idea. Good idea. I actually am fine with that. I don't want to sleep in a dorm again. Yeah. I mean, we kind of passed that a little bit. Yeah. In our 30s. No offense to people staying in dorms. It's still great. Still good. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I've actually found, though, that if you are traveling with a partner, sometimes the price of two dorm beds is not that far off the price of getting a private. So if you were to stay in a hostel, and we do, well, maybe very occasionally stay in hostels, 
But if we were, we would probably just take a private room these days. Mm-hmm. But still fun to stay in a hostel. Yeah. I would not stay in a dorm room. I would pref- really prefer not to stay in a dorm room by myself. Now that my... I don't know if my sleep talking has gotten worse than when it was when I traveled solo, but I'm just too anxious about it now that it's happened a few times. Which is a segue into my next story, in which Jules and I were staying in a hostel in Domaguete in the Philippines uh, before going to Apo Island, which is this very cool island where you can swim with sea turtles. Very and cool. If you like sea turtles and want to swim with them, go to Apo Island. We will put a link in the show notes to an article from our travel blog, Don't Forget to Move, uh, which talks all about how you can go and swim with the sea turtles because it is probably one of the coolest experiences that we've de- we did on our travels. It's so cool and very sustainable. They're not like contained or anything. No, it's very natural. Mm-hmm, it's awesome. You know, we're all about that ethical animals. Yeah, we are. That's true. Uh, but this story does not have to do with sea turtles. It just has to do with me uh, in this hostel. And for some reason, they only had boy dorms and girl dorms. They didn't have mixed dorms, which is very weird. It's usually hostels would have the like all alternatives. So they might have very like male-only dorms are usually pretty rare. Yeah. They would e- usually have female dorms, which I can understand. Like if you're a solo female traveler and you want to feel protected in your fellow Safe. womanhood that would be okay most you don't know you don't usually have male dorms because i guess men are kind of animals mm-hmm. um <laughs> and but yeah so usually you would have mixed and then female and right. maybe occasionally you'd have male as well but so this one did not have mixed it was only male or female maybe they were like really religious i know i think that's what it was but anyway you so shall not fraternize you fraternize with the enemy <laughs> Um, so we couldn't sleep in the same dorm. So I had to sleep in the girls' Ooh. dorm. Boo. So we, that was like the first time we had slept apart in a while. Because, mm. you know, we had been living together, traveling together, which was fine. But then I was getting nervous about the sleep talking, I think. So I woke up in the middle of the night. There's other girls in their dorm beds. I woke up to the sound of my own voice screaming in the middle of the night in terror. That is terrifying. My own voice woke me up because I was screaming, like full volume yelling. (laughs) And the girl in the bed across from me woke up, obviously. She's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Go back to sleep. Forget about it. Yeah. And then I had to see her in the morning. And I was like, oh, I was sleep talking. And she's like, okay. She didn't. I don't think she wanted to associate with me. She probably thought you were a psycho. Probably. Can you imagine you're in a dorm room and you woke wake up and someone's screaming bloody murder? Oh, my God. You would think you'd be next. You would think. That would be so scary. It'd be literally like the movie Hostel. Uh, it was very embarrassing, and now I do not want to stay in a dorm bed by myself. That's fair enough. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that There are so many things to hostels that could go wrong. So many things. If you things. think about it. I mean, there's so many things that can go right. You can meet amazing friends. True. Um, shout out to our pioneers, to anybody. I'm not sure if they listen to the podcast, but uh, Lucy and Lily and Gabe, some people. Shout out, guys. Shout out, guys. Uh, some people that we met in a hostel back in 2015 in Thailand, mm-hmm. and we ended up bonding very quickly over a half moon party and having a lot of great times and traveling, and we ended up getting a group tattoo together. Yes, a little half moon, crescent moon with a tattoo that we decided after a few beers. Yep. Which was, sometimes that doesn't always correlate to be the best decision, like drinking and tattoos, but this one was a fantastic one and it's yeah. been a bonding experience with us uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you meet some amazing people in hostels and we have over the years, and we can't give you all shout outs, but you know who Sorry, you are. Sorry guys, that would be a long ass list. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> so now we have... I have a main story. Okay. I have a main story as well. Actually, well, the only thing I was going to talk about quickly is um, apart from all the annoying people that you meet in hostels and all the things that can go wrong, for me personally, one of the the worst things, I'd much prefer to have somebody like wake up to somebody having sex because at least I know someone's having a good time than somebody waking me up to pack their bag at like three or four in the morning. Most annoying thing ever. The most annoying thing can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. For people who agree, we had that, we've had that many times, but easily the one that stands out to me was in San Salvador, uh, same trip 2013 through Central America, where we had a pack of girls 
just at three o'clock in the morning, switch the light on, full light, and spend the next 20 minutes packing their bags. Not only packing their bags, but packing plastic bags, oh, which are plastic like- Plastic bags. Should be banned from all hostels. Yes. And the worst part about it was that not only did those bitches wake everybody up, when they left the room, they left the fucking light on. Oh, that is so rude. They left the light on and left the at 3.30 in the morning and left the light on. Do you think they left the light on on purpose? I don't know. Probably. Because I, I feel like we were like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up. And then I think they left the light on to spite us. As a power move. Yeah, it was such a power As move. As like a bay, bitches. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to turn this light off. Suck it. You're going to have to get out of bed now. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was like. Pretty much. Oh, so rude. Very rude. Don't be a, a bad hostel guest. Yeah. Turn the light off. Pack Res- respect. earlier. Pack earlier, definitely. Yeah. Pack and earlier. have sex in the bathroom. Yeah, in the shower. In the shower. Go for it. It's actually saves, you know, kills two birds with one stone. You can have sex in the shower and you can clean up straight away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Which actually is a good segue into my next story. Okay. But do you want to tell Uh-oh. yours first? Uh, sure, I can okay. tell my story. So this is story is titled the worst hostel in central america wow that's a big claim now that i'm thinking about it but whatever we're gonna go with it we're rolling with it we're rolling, we're rolling with, with it. the homies i i'm feeling it now if you've got a worse hostel than this then we obviously need to hear about it there probably are worse hostels than this i just that's i felt really strongly when i was writing this apparently <laughs> so this is when we stayed in nicaragua when jules and i were actually traveling together in 2013 a lot and of sto- these stories are going back to 2013. I think we spent a lot of time in hostels in 2013. And then we kind of went more towards like guest houses and Airbnbs in and whatnot. Asia. Yes. Yes. And Airbnbs in Europe. Yeah. 2013 was really our hostel year. Oh, we yeah. We were just getting real hostily. Getting hostile. <laughs> um, so we were in Nicaragua. And at that point, we were traveling with this other couple who I don't really remember much about, but they were nice. Yes, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy and his girlfriend. Yes. I don't know. Susan. Susan. We'll go with Susan. We'll go with Susan. Jimmy and Susan. So we were staying at a hostel in Nicaragua. I'm not going to say their name because they have new management since then. And I don't want to give them a bad name because I think they've improved a lot according to the reviews on TripAdvisor. So I don't want to talk shit about them. We'll just pretend this hostel does not exist anymore because for all intents and purposes, it doesn't. But you could probably find it by the time we finish describing it. I'm sure you can figure it out. Uh, it's outside the town of Granada. It's a hint. <laughs> um, and it's like up in the hill. So they pick you up from town. It's up in the trees. It's up in the trees. It's a house. <laughs> it's a tree house. They take you up. Again, they're under new management, guys. This is different. Give them a break, guys. Give them a break. Sake. I'm not talking shit on the current hostel. I'm talking shit on the old hostel. Uh, so they take you up from town in a truck. It's like free transportation because that's the only way you're going to get up there. There's no, as I recall, there's no other way to get up there. So the the night before we arrived, they had had a big party. They do like these huge parties like once a month or something. It's like scheduled. They have this huge, I don't know if it's a full moon party. Can't remember. But it's like this crazy ass party that people come from all over Central America, backpackers, and they just go nuts. It's a big night. It's a big night. So a bunch of people had checked out that day before we got there. So when we got there, we were the only people staying at this hostel. Um, maybe that's what they told us. Maybe it's just it was just quiet. And they're maybe. like, oh, yeah, we had a huge party last night. The guy who worked there looked really hungover, mm. but we cannot verify. We don't know. But it was still a cool spot. It's up in the hills. They have it's like amongst the trees. They have a nice view. It's really pretty. It's rustic. Very, re- very relaxing. It's rustic. It's relaxing. It's not like posh at all. It's very rustic. Budget. Right. So the first warning sign when we got there, besides the fact that nobody else was there, was that the owner seemed to have this vendetta against TripAdvisor. So everywhere around the hostel were I remember signs that. I remember that. about how shitty TripAdvisor is. Yes. Like this guy hated TripAdvisor. He even had one of those fake street signs created, like made up, that said, TripAdvisor sucks lane. Oh, man. I, I, 
I hadn't th- I haven't thought about this story for a long time. This is a long time ago. I didn't think about this story when I was thinking about our bad hostel stories. It was just a weird yes, hostel. Yeah. And you had the like all handmade signs, like really sporadically like TripAdvisor sucks. Yeah. Fuck TripAdvisor. Yeah. Yes. Like really aggressive. Yes. It wasn't even like just like please don't rate us on TripAdvisor because we hate TripAdvisor. It was like fuck TripAdvisor, <laughs> like all these crazy signs that was like, okay, this person is a psychopath and what the hell. So it was kind of creepy and we were like, we probably shouldn't mess with this owner because he sounds scary. I can't like remember if he was there when we were there. I feel like maybe we met him for like five minutes. We did meet him at some stage, yeah. Really briefly, but then he had to go back into town. Like he wasn't really around. So... Um, I'm not sure if I should read the TripAdvisor reviews first or if I should go into the rest of the story first. Story. I'm going to do the rest of the story first. So we're up in this hostel. It's kind of creepy, but it's really pretty. You have a nice view of the trees. And at this point, we've been traveling through Latin America for over a year, staying in some pretty shitty hostels. So the rusticness of this hostel was not a problem for us. Like We were nature people. We're good. Definitely would be way too rustic for us now, I think. But at the time, it was totally fine. fine. So we get to the dorm beds. It's a big dorm. There's lots of beds. We're the only people there with this other couple. It's a bit dusty, but we're tired. We've come up this hill. You have to, like, carry your bags up this big hill. We're not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just setting the scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We were really tired. So we're like, okay, we just want to crash. So we're all in our beds. We're settling in. And we're about to turn the light off when I see something out of the corner of my eye scurry across my pillow. (gasps) Something small. At this point, I'm just like, please don't be bed bugs. Because if you're traveling, that's the number one thing you do not want. You do not want bed bugs. Little tip, never put your bag on a dorm bed or on any hostel bed because they can get into your bag. And if they do, then you're screwed. You can never get rid of them. You can never get rid of them. You have to like burn your clothes or something. It's crazy. Bed bugs are like herpes. Yes, they you, are the herpes of insects. They tra- they they get transferred from traveler to traveler. So, so one dirty backpacker brings their dirty backpacking clothes and bag to a hostel, throws it on the bed. Next thing you know, that bed's got it. The next guest comes. Everyone, the then everybody's got it. They are the herpes. They are the herpes of insects. So bed bugs are a huge pain in the ass, and that's pretty much the only thing that would stop me from going to sleep in that moment. I'm not really that worried about bugs. It's totally fine. But bed bugs are a whole nother ball game. So I tell everyone, keep the light on. I pull back my sheet from the bed, and there are dozens of bed bug carcasses lining the mattress. It's so disgusting. It's making Christine I'm literally throwing up. I remember pulling back, and then all of us pulled back the sheets. All of us started pulling back our sheets. And there were live bed bugs, there were dead bed bugs, and they kind of go like around the bed, like around the lining of the mattress. Like hidden. Dozens. Dozens of bed bugs. Bed bugs crawling around. Dead carcasses. So many bed bugs, you guys. So disgusting. It was disgusting. So everyone's like, what the fuck? So we go get the night employee, and we're pretty much stranded. So we're not in town, so it's not like we can just go to another hostel. No, you can't go anywhere. There's no transportation to back take us back down into town until the next day. So they were like, okay, you can sleep outside in the hammocks. And we were like, oh, fantastic. Whatever. Let's do it. We slept in hammocks before that stage. We've slept in hammocks before, but when you want a really good night's sleep, it's nice to have a bed. Yeah. You're never getting a good night's sleep in a hammock. No. I, can I don't never... care if you're bare fucking grills. You're, it's not happening. I like, can never sleep very well in a hammock. That's because nobody sleeps in a sea situation. <laughs> like it's a... literally like sleeping well, on top me... of a banana. You don't sleep like a banana? I do not sleep like a banana. It's ridiculous. Like your back, that's not ergonomical. No. Sorry. So... You, so we have to sleep in the hammocks. Uh, we asked the guy, we're like, okay, well, you'll at least give us a refund, you know, for our night stay. Like, this is ridiculous. There's bed bugs. And he was like, no, you can just sleep in the hammocks. We're like, really? No refunds. Nothing. Welcome, welcome to the jungle, bitch. Seriously. It was, they just didn't care at all. Do you remember that? They yeah. just were like, oh, whatever. The guy was so unaccommodating. 
considering that he's running, like he's working in hospitality, he's working with guests, he's well aware of a, of the peer-to-peer review system right. that is TripAdvisor that he has a personal vendetta against. Yes. And he was just basically like, nah, I'm good. I'm pretty sure they blamed us and said that we had brought the bed bugs and that yeah. we pulled back the sheets and we were like, oh, we brought all of these bed we bugs. We brought all the dead bed bugs. In like two bugs? hours. I don't think so. So we ended up getting our refund because nothing's going to stop me from a refund. And we slept in the hammocks and I'm pretty sure we obviously left the next day, but it was ridiculous. So then we knew we could understand why maybe there were a lot of bad reviews. Well, it made us think like, first of all, the guy the guy was just a nut. Mm-hmm. He was like very aggressive, very passively aggressive. So like everything was, he, he had a big issue. And we, I think, I remember one time, I think we might've asked him like, what's the deal with the signs? And he was just like, oh, fucking TripAdvisor. Yeah. Like, he was like a crazy person. Yeah, he was. So then, obviously, the next day, we, when we got back into town, we looked on TripAdvisor because we just had to know what the deal was. So the thing about these bad reviews is that it's not only they he had bad reviews, but their owner would actually respond to every one of those reviews with these super passive-aggressive, actually, probably just aggressive. Just aggressive. Crazy long responses. That was the best part. It was hilarious. There's nothing better than reading reviews and then reading the person who owns the business like dispute the reviews or try to challenge the person or or belittle the person. It's hilarious. I think the person who does that really in their mind thinks like, I don't know, first of all, I don't know what they think, but surely they must think that somebody else is going to read that and go, oh yeah, that's true. Like, do they not realize that when they write these crazy responses to people's reviews that they look like fucking idiots? It always makes them look bad. Way worse. Yes. Way worse. Way worse. Just if you own a business, don't do that. Just accept Stop. it. Own it. Yeah. Learn from it. If your guest has something to say, you right. just have to be like, you know, you see them do, people do it all the time. You have to bite your tongue and be like, oh, you know, Sorry you experienced that. You know, if you we welcome you back and we can do, you know, we'll try our best to accommodate, come stay with us for free or something like that. Right. That's the response that anybody should ever write. Not Right. Not these. Okay, so I have two examples that I am going to read to you. I could go all day. Uh, I'm sure you can figure out the hostel by now. I'm not, I'm not going to say the name, but I'm sure if you really want to read more of these, you can find it. Go back to the old one-star reviews and you'll see his re- uh, responses to these reviews. So, for example, there was a one-star review that complained about the howler monkeys. You know, the howler monkeys are quite loud, but yep. you're in the jungle. They're everywhere. And the overpriced... And some, review- some reviews will be stupid. Right. I don't think this was like a scathing review, but it was just saying, you know, like, it sucks. You're not going to get much sleep. The howler monkeys are right there. And they complained that the there was a local breakfast that was served that was overpriced. So the owner responded, I am actually laughing. All caps. This is the best review ever. (laughs) He's super sarcastic. I wish TripAdvisor would let me call guests morons, but unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. I'm really sorry the monkeys bothered you. If you had requested, our security guard would have slaughtered them all with a shotgun. Those evil little devils deserve to die for disturbing your beauty sleep. Sorry our Nicaraguan staff in Nicaragua served you a Nicaraguan breakfast. Clearly, they should have seen you were from Douchelandia and served you a proper Doucheland breakfast. Amazing. Oh, my God. It's actually amazing. That guy is hilarious. He's really funny. If he wasn't such a tool, he would be really funny. Yes. But he just seems like a psycho. If he was just somebody who, like, if this was a Reddit thread and somebody was replying to somebody's complaint, that would be funny. But the fact that that guy's the owner of the business makes him look like, a moron. Right, exactly. Like if you had been, if you're just another traveler who's like making fun of somebody complaining about that, then it's funny. But if it's your business, you sound like a crazy person. Great, great. Cray, cray. So here's another one. This is a response from someone who gave a one-star re- review uh, who got their laptop stolen by staff, allegedly. Allegedly. Yikes. That's not good. You know? Um, so this is his response. 
First, let me thank you for giving us this glowing one-star rating. Such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> so sarcastic. I really love TripAdvisor and all the people like yourself who take the time to bash us for things are, that are out of our control. Like all businesses, we have no way of knowing who might be a bad apple. Lie detector tests and FBI, screaming, FBI screenings don't seem to be a possibility. I am very sorry you lost your laptop. I also believe we offered to buy you a new computer, which you failed to mention, which I don't believe. I, I don't, don't believe that. There's no no hostel would offer to buy somebody a new computer. No way. No. Again, thanks and keep on reviewing. On a side note, a guy working on top of a bus stole my friend's wallet. The bus was nice and comfortable, and I found everything else great about it. I can't seem to find it on TripAdvisor, though. Any ideas how I can stop others from enjoying it? What is he talking about? I think he's basically being sarcastic, like, it, he's, it's like a metaphor, like saying if you, his friend was on a bus, and the guy working on top of the bus doing the luggage <laughs> stole his friend's wallet, but the bus was still nice. You know, I would so you still can't blame the bus. I would still complain about that. Right? It doesn't make any sense. So no he's sense. just like off the rails. He's off the rails. And also, the part I love the part where he's like, um, sorry, we don't have lie detector tests and FBI screening. Yeah, but you're a business owner, and it's your responsibility to make sure that your staff are trustworthy right. and not people who are going to steal people's property. Like, know- it actually is your responsibility. Yeah, but he just passes the buck. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. man. So they... So this hostel was, uh, yeah, as Christine said, it was ran probably into the ground. Yes. By many not-so-bon-voyage experiences. And then we don't know anything about the new management. I do know they changed their name. Yes. They were called something different. They are now called something different as to what they were in 2013. And their reviews do look a lot better. I would love to know if that guy is somehow still involved in it, though. I, like, partially own it, maybe, or something. I mean, he would have to rebrand. Yeah. He would have known that he would have had, would have had to rebrand. Right. Well, P- the, the new responses on TripAdvisor say, hey, da-da-da, just so you know, we're under new ownership, and they to- the tone is so different. It's yeah. like, I'm really sorry this happened to you, blah, 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 blah. Because the place had a lot of potential. Had a lot of potential. And some people really liked it. Yeah. Like the partiers, I think, really liked it back then, and they still do. Yikes. There you go. Yeah. Hostels providing countless stories since whenever they were created. Yes. I don't know when hostels started. Do you know? Um, I think it started probably with like student housing kind of. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that was the origin story. The origin story. Yeah. It's funny how hostels change from spot to spot. Like, you know, you find... In they're very popular in Latin America, South America, Central America. In Asia, you have more guest house. In the yeah. Philippines, hostels aren't really big. There's not a, not a huge culture for them. Right. Yeah, but they do exist in Asia because my next story is from Vietnam. Ooh. And this is my this is the last story. This is the story from Hannah Logan. She is a travel blogger, a friend of ours from Eat Sleep Breathe Travel, which is eatsleepbreathetravel.com. And you can find her on Instagram at Hannah Logan21. We'll put links in the show notes. Uh, if you go to our website, that's where you find the show notes. We realized we weren't explaining that properly. When we say show notes, it means go to notsobonvoyage.com, find the episode, and you'll find all the detailed notes from the episode, as well as links to anything we talk about. Yes. There you go. We clarified that. Mm -hmm. But this story comes from Hannah, who got in contact with us, um, and it's a good one. You ready for it? I'm so ready for this story. I don't know anything about this story. Okay. This story goes back to, oh, man, I actually had the year. I think it was 2016, but now it's not in my notes. I'm going to say 2016, and if I'm wrong, Hannah, well, it's 2016. It sounds right. It sounds sounds right. right. Hannah is traveling for three and a half weeks through Vietnam from south to north, which is a very... Very common trip. People go from north to south, south to north. Beautiful country, Vietnam. I'm going east to west. You're going east to west. I might go west to east. I don't know. It's going to be a pretty short trip. It's going to be very short. It's going to be true. And she was traveling by herself, and she met a bunch of other girls in Ho Chi Minh City, which is in the south. Woo, girls trip. Girls trip. They bonded and decided to travel together, keep traveling together. One of the girls from the group had already booked a a hostel in Hoi An, which is about... Halfway up. Uh, so the rest of the girls decided that they were going to book there at the same hostel as well so they could continue traveling together and exploring the beautiful Vietnam. So the girls made their way up north, checked into the hostel, 
So far, so good. Hannah describes it as a cute little hostel not far from the old town. Hannah booked into a four-bed mixed dorm. So it was, I guess it was maybe like two, two bunk beds or maybe four individual beds. And was fortunate to also be in there with two of the other girls that were traveling with them at the time, along with a younger 18-year-old guy from Australia, a real pup, you know, a guy on his first international big trip. An ankle biter. An ankle biter. Um, So Hannah, being the social butterfly she is, traveling with her new friends, they took this guy under their wing, along with another guy uh, who was staying in a different room with some of the other girls. And they all decided to do what everybody does when you get to a hostel and you... Young and you're traveling, you decide to hit the town for some drinks. Ooh. So with a belly full of drinks, some shisha, some banh mi, and a couple of Oreos, they head back to the hostel. A couple of Oreos. A couple of Oreos. Just they, two. They, oh, it could be more. No know. one's ever eaten just two Oreos, yeah, let's be honest. A couple of packets. Yeah, a couple of packets of Oreos. They go out for a big fun night on the town. They jump into bed around 2 o'clock. Everybody says goodnight. It's 2 a.m. They switch off the light and the night is over. Or so they think. Oh, no. Fast asleep, dreaming of steaming hot Vietnamese pho. Pho? Pho. Pho. Hannah's room is awoken around 3 a.m. to a loud banging noise on the door. Everybody wakes up, and the young Aussie guy, so one of the guys in the other room, he answers the door. uh, Sorry, the young Aussie guy uh, in their room answers the door to the other guy. He's in the doorway with his bags. He's looking frantic and distressed. Okay. So he's standing in the doorway and he's asking them, like, can I sleep in your room tonight? And he's like, and he just mumbles, girl exploded, shit everywhere, had to clean off my bags. Oh my God. Before ripping off his clothes, heading into the bathroom to take a shower. Clean and ready to relay the mysterious events that unfolded in the other room. He explains that a couple staying in the other room decided to really kind of step up their game and try a little something different in a shared hostel room. Maybe it was the hot, sultry Vietnamese night or the copious amounts of booze, but a couple attempts to play the back nine in a shared dorm. Oh, my God. Go through the back door, ride the Hershey Highway, punch the starfish. Oh, fucking hell. Stir the peanut butter. I could keep going. Ew, where did you get these? Urban Dictionary? I got a shitload of them. Uh, No pun intended. Oh, good pun. The couple decides to have anal sex. In a hostel dorm. Why? Turns out anal sex isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> After playing his last note on the rusty trombone, the girl uh, shit everywhere. Uh, oh, uh, my God. Hannah, relaying the story through the other guy, says she says that they said it was so bad they had to evacuate the room for the night. It was everywhere. How did it get on that guy's bag? It... How was it everywhere? Um, it exploded? Must have just... Oh, my God. Like an enema? <laughs> or wait, is it enema? Or... I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I feel like, first of all, risky move as it is. Stupid. Second of all, traveling in Asia where sort of stomach and toilet issues can already be pretty risky, you're really playing a, a dangerous game here. Was it a couple like they were previously? I don't know. I'm not sure. The next morning, the girl pieced out as quick as possible. So Obviously. nobody saw her, which is pretty understandable. But word got out about who the guy was, and he was still staying around the hostel around breakfast. Okay, um, so pro- they probably weren't to tr- like together then. Sounds like it, unless she just had to get out of there. Because you, you'd think he would get out. Yeah, definitely. So after a few funny looks and perhaps some whispers over breakfast... He also took off and checked out, um, never to be seen again. They just disappeared. Wow. That is so embarrassing. What a story. I wonder who had to clean it all up. Well, who do you think? The hostel staff. The hostel staff. God, I hope she let them left them a big tip. They left something. They, she certainly left something. What a stupid idea. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting and hilarious. It, it's such a bold move. Even having sex in a, in a shared dorm itself is, you know, yeah. questionable. Right. Ethically. Right. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure, like, random hookups happen and that sort of thing. I mean, that's what showers are for in right. hostels. Everybody knows that. But to actually go the back nine. I've never heard that before, but that is crazy that they would do that in a dorm room disgusting go out if you need to be doing that like that urgently go get a hotel or something 
Seriously. Get your own space. Yeah. And we're not kink shaming. If no. You're, if you're into anal sex, go for it. Yeah, just do it in your own area. <laughs> do it in your space. Can you imagine being one of the people sleeping, like being that young guy, being sleeping in there oh. and waking up to just that? Shit everywhere. And, and the smell. That is so disgusting. So disgusting. That's probably the worst hustle story I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> oh, my God. But that it's, poor girl is out there somewhere. She's probably never told a soul. But never, we're telling this story. We'll never tell, we'll never tell that story. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, crazy, crazy. Probably one of the craziest hostel stories. At least one of the most disgusting that we've ever heard. But definitely not the craziest and not the last of our hostel stories. Yeah, maybe not the craziest. We have we had some more crazy stories, but we can only fit so many into this episode. And we're already pushing 50 minutes so we're going to have to make a move on and we, you guys are just going to have to hang out for Hostel Horrors episode two because next week we are talking about a hostage situation. Yes. Actually, there's a couple of gun. I also have a gun hostel story. A gun story. Yes. So they are pretty wild. We're, we're waiting on further confirmation for details, but we're collecting it. We're pooling all our resources But next week's episode is going to be pretty insane. So you make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. So as soon as it drops, you will get it in your podcast player, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google. We're on all the channels. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're subscribing, you might as well rate and review as well because we appreciate them. Yes, please. Yes, please. We'll have a rate and review, please. Yes, thank you. Seriously, if you're listening (laughs) to this podcast and you love it, we want you to rate and review the podcast. Because it helps us and we'll it just love you. It takes two minutes and it is very, very helpful for us. Yeah. We don't ask much. We do, really don't. Have we ever asked you for anything besides subscribe, rate, and review? And to follow us on social media. And to follow us on... And, and to send us in your story so we don't have to do work. I mean, we only ask for like seven different things. It's yeah. really not that much, you guys. That's it. It's our Christmas wish. Thank you, guys. Merry yes. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy well, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever, holidays. Whatever, whatever you think. Various holidays. Yeah. So on that note, we are going to peace out. I remind you to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not So Bon Voyage. You can send in your stories. We're we're telling stories now. We're telling people's stories. Last week we told Kayleen's. Today we told Hannah's. Next week we've got other people's stories. If you want your crazy travel story of when shit went wrong on the road, could be to, literally. Could, could be, be literally figuratively. You need to send them in. You can send it in over the website, notsobonvoyage.com. Today.com. Dot com. Well, that makes <laughs> us sound real sketchy. <laughs> dot com, the con artists. Um, <laughs> or you can hit us up on the social meds and send in your story. We've got a story coming up in the future weeks. You've got one from Chris, I believe. Yes, I do. Chris Waddell. 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 I don't know. The I know the end is Dell, like the computer. Like the I'm not computer. really sure about the first part. That story's coming up, and we've got some other stories from other voyages that are sending them in. So keep them coming, and we'll get round to it. Yes, we will. Don't All right. worry. We'll get to yours, guys. We'll get to your story. Don't worry. Don't stress. All right, guys. We're going to peace out. We're going to get this episode out, and we're going to start working on the next one because we got some stories to tell. Yes, we do. Thank you very much. Remember, stay safe on the road, and if you're not... Then make sure you tell us about it. Bye. Bye, bitches. And don't do anal sex on the road. Bye.